Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea. Well, 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 and looky, looky. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And as has become customary in uh, past episodes, uh, we do let you know when this program is being recorded rather than live. Uh, I like spending the evenings with uh, me kids. So uh, whenever we can record early, I tend to do it because, well, we get to have dinner together and we read books and we play because this is, uh, you know, the process of watching your children grow up and spending enough time with them where you don't miss the fact that um, you wasted time, where you don't regret the fact that you weren't there as they grew up and now they're adults and all they want is money. So uh, seeing as dad's probably not going to have money uh, (laughs) when they're older, might as well spend time with them now. Um, So yes, we are recording this program. It is June the 23rd, the year of our Lord, 2021. And I still haven't figured out where we're headed today. Uh, I I still haven't figured out what we're going to be discussing because I don't want to hit on the obvious things. Right now, apparently, uh, the nation is consumed with uh, validating, celebrating, accepting, uh, and idolizing people with mental diseases. Uh, We little boys that think they're we little girls. Uh, We were just talking about this in the office. Apparently... uh, there's this gargantuan man who thinks he's a woman uh, that's uh, competing in the women's Olympic weightlifting championships uh, because this is how far we've come with our delusions. We, we, we look at a mountain of a man who's been on hormone therapy and so he has, uh, you know, bosoms, I guess, but still a man. And yet he's going to be competing in the women's weightlifting uh, championships. So uh, any takers on a 10 to 1 on who's going to win the gold on that one? But I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That's, that's already out there. That's what everybody else is talking about. We, we've descended into a cesspool of lunacy, and anybody that tries to crawl their way out of it uh, gets hit on the hand with a hammer by media, by, you know, even, even so-called Christians, you know, those that are accepting and validating of alternative lifestyles. Uh, but I'm looking at what the rest of the world is doing while, uh, you know, uh, we're having... What, drag queen soldiers now? Is that it? Drag queen soldiers? Is that a thing now? I, I guess it is, you know. So, uh, happy days. What's happening? Well, 
there's, there's a few things happening, some you might know about and some you might not know about, because uh, I've mentioned it in previous programs and it warrants repeating, our enemies uh, are just licking their lips and they're biding their time and they're uh, creating alliances among themselves for one singular purpose, and that is to destroy this nation. Now, this nation is already crippled. Please understand this. There is no national cohesion. We're not a United States of America. We are fractured. There is a small group of people that are very vocal that despise this nation as it is, and somehow they've managed to wrangle power from the majority. And their purpose is singular, to bring down America and remake it in their image. And so we're not the America of the 1940s, united in purpose to defeat Hitler. I know, rising phoenixes. Well, let's put the rising phoenix on the back burner and realize exactly what's happening. We're going to be talking about some things that you'll start hearing about in the news, you'll start reading about in news articles. Oh, I don't know, six weeks, four weeks, two months, three months. Uh, because, you know, American prophetic, this is, this, is, this is not prophetic. This is out there. This is something that is readily visible if you're willing to see it for what it is. But a lot of people enjoy lying to themselves. Oh, we're, we're never going to be brought down. Yes, we are. We're going to be brought low. We're going to be humbled into ash. Because rather than credit God for our successes, rather than credit God for where we were in the world, we turned our back on him, we spit in his face, and we embraced every perversion, we embraced every sin, we embraced every abomination and called it good. So I'm sorry, Rising Phoenix people, love you. But this phoenix doesn't deserve to rise, lest repentance be forthcoming. So some things that I've noticed and read about and, and, and sort of pieced together, because our enemies already know there is no national cohesion. Our enemies already know we're not a united people. And so the one strength that we still have, because apparently the military, really, drag queen soldiers, I want my pink M16. What's next? Hmm? So the military teetering. There is no national cohesion. The only thing we still have left is the dollar. And right now the Chinese are working their little tails off trying to make the dollar disappear. And by disappear, I don't mean, you know, wipe it off the face of the earth. I mean make it not be the international currency. I, like I said, in, in, in six weeks, two months, three months, you'll start hearing rumbles about this. But the Chinese right now are working on a gold-backed digital coin that they've already started releasing in the provinces. When that goes mainstream 
and the Chinese dump all the dollars that they hold, what do you think will happen to U.S. currency? Now, on the other side, because there is no patriotism, because there is no national cohesion, because everyone's in it for themselves and they see which way the wind is blowing and so might as well make some money, the Chinese have engaged some very, very big hedge funds in these United States. And these hedge funds are buying up entire neighborhoods at 20 to 30% above asking, at 20 to 30% above retail. So they're pricing the average citizen out of the market because they're overpaying for everything. But fret not. You can rent those properties from them and be a renter for the rest of your life. Look, all, all of these, these interwoven webs are going to come together at some point, and you're going to see the nefarious plot against this nation. You're going to see it in all its gruesome glory. And that's when you'll realize that the people that are currently in power aren't so much ignorant of what's happening, aren't so much incompetent, they're complicit. They were promised a seat at the table. We talked about this, what, two, three months ago. There are even people in the, well, Republican Party, we stand for God and country. Yeah. All right. Tell that to somebody who will believe you. There are people, even within the Republican Party, that were promised a seat at the table. And so they're going to vote their best interests rather than the nation's best interests. But this is the one thing I've been, I've, I've been looking at, is how aggressively the Chinese, using cutouts, using straw men, are eating up American real estate, again, at a premium. You put your house on the market for 200 grand, somebody comes along and offers you 240. You're not going to ask, who are you buying it for? You just made an extra $40,000 that you didn't expect you'd have. The problem is, when you turn around and go buy a house of similar value or in a similar neighborhood, you're not going to get it for 240 anymore. Somebody's going to be asking three. So all this inevitably will lead to another banking crisis. I'm looking at the fall, maybe the winter at the latest. Thing is going to shake from its molars. And as I've said previously, continuously, some of you think I, I harped on it too much. If you think crime is bad now, when you can still go to the store, when you still have a few bucks in your pocket. Imagine what people will do in order to survive. Look, if the economy collapses, then we're sitting ducks, because that's the only thing we still have going for us. And the people in power right now, again, I, I don't believe they're incompetent. I believe they're complicit. They've made their desire to destroy this nation very clear. But nobody believed them. You can go back in the archive of this program to four, five, six years ago, where I told you repeatedly, 
believe people at their word, especially if they say they intend to do you harm. Don't think they're exaggerating. Don't think they're just hyperbolic. Believe them at their word. Right now, the Chinese are making alliances with the Iranians. They're making alliances with the Pakistanis. They're making alliances with the Russians. They're making alliances with Turkey. They're making alliances with everybody pretty much that hates us or that wants to cut us down a peg. And instead of even reaching out to our own allies, which are very few and far in between, we're too busy celebrating mental illness and calling it alternative lifestyle. Do you understand that the house is burning and we're fiddling away? I know, see, this is not where I wanted to go today. I wanted to keep it a little lighthearted. But this is the situation we find ourselves in. Lighthearted is hard to come by nowadays. Because we're still in that euphoric mindset of, well, you know, we are America. Nothing can hurt us. They're hurting us, kids. Five ways from Sunday, they're hurting us. And we just haven't started seeing, we we haven't started feeling the pain yet. Because right now, we're still in that adrenaline rush. If you get punched in the eye, it takes you a couple seconds to feel the pain. We've gotten punched in the eye repeatedly. Pain's going to catch up. This is why I've been trying to prepare you mentally. This is why I've been trying to prepare you psychologically and first and foremost, spiritually. Because if you have faith in God, then you trust him for everything. If your foundation is Christ and not stuff, then you'll weather this storm. But if you're counting on everything from retirement to pension to 401k account, it's going to bleed. You're going to need Pepto-Bismol, you know, injected straight into your vein on a drip to keep from throwing up when you see what's coming. That's just the reality of it. And the reason for all of this is because we chose pride and arrogance over humility and repentance. Please allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. Because, you know, of what's coming, I didn't even go buy the $4 cup of coffee. I actually, I'm, I'm actually drinking some, some drip sludge. That's okay. You have to get used to, you know, living uh, within your means, I guess. So, we talked about this, and I'm one of those people that discusses a certain topic, lays it out as I see it, all the while hoping I'm not right. In this instance, I told you, repeatedly, weakness will invite aggression. And I know Mr. Robinette Biden took on corn pop all by himself. But corn pop wasn't Putin. Corn pop wasn't the mullahs in Iran. And I'm sorry, I know. Uh, Beth Moore, I realize that I'm hitting you again. And I realize that, that the, the, the 
wave of just jubilation at seeing Lady Gaga's outfit and Dr. Jill's hair flowing is sort of wearing off. But even you, Beth, have to acknowledge the fact that Mr. Robinette Biden doesn't know where he is or what he's saying half the time. This is the man that's supposed to be the leader of the free world. This is the man that has uh, the nuclear football within reach every evening. Maybe, you know, not while Jill's changing his diaper, but any time after that, he's on it. So, there was a moment a few years ago when the former president said, we're going to play hardball with Iran. We're going to play hardball with the enemies of these United States. And all the talking heads were beside themselves. That's never going to work. You can't, you can't give them the stick. You've got to give them the carrot. Well, it worked. Now, the new administration has decided to roll back all the sanctions, to roll back all the things that made Iran come to heel. And uh, (laughs) they're so arrogant in their position that Iran has come out and claimed that the administration of President Joe Robinette Biden offered to remove 1,040 sanctions that were imposed during the administration of President Donald Trump as Biden tries to entice Iran to resume the 2015 nuclear deal. Let that sink in. I know. Some of you are asking yourself, what's that got to do with us? Well... The Iranian regime has two primary enemies. They've declared it repeatedly. They chant it in the streets every time they have a get-together and eat a little lamb kebab. It's no secret. There's the little devil and there's the great devil or the great Satan. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, why are we in the mix? Because we are. And we're not even the little devil. We're not even the little Satan. Nay, nay. Little devil, to them, is Israel. But you, you American, you capitalist pig, you are the great Satan to them. So, it doesn't matter how much This administration tries to entice Iran to resume the 2015 nuclear deal. They have a purpose. They have a plan. And it doesn't matter how many promises are made or how many sanctions are lifted. They're still going to do what they're going to do. But that's okay. We have transgender soldiers now that will protect us. The only way that we're going to win a war ever again is if the other side sees the drag queens coming and just falls down laughing. That's the only way. They're like, all right, uncle, we give. This is too funny. This, 
it's beyond sad, it's beyond comical, it's beyond ludicrous. So if, if we go up against the Russian machine, young men, strong men who sharpen their teeth on stones, and we send out the first regiment of, of, of transgender drag queens, the only way we have a shot at winning is if they die laughing. That's it. So, off the chessboard, we've removed national unity or national cohesion, and we've removed the U.S. military to a certain extent. Our economy, I know, it doesn't seem like it because we're pumping trillions of dollars as though we were some crack addict that needed another fix, but our economy is artificial at this point the only way that we can keep the music going is to pump more dollars but if you pump more dollars the the national debt's going to tip at 40 trillion pretty soon but that's okay we're going to write it off to whom the moment the chinese stop buying our debt the moment the Russians dump all the dollar debt that they're holding. Do you, do you understand what's coming? But that's okay. We're just going to try to placate the Iranians, you know, because they're people of their word. I mean, it's not like, you know, the Koran teaches that you can lie to your enemy and still go to paradise and have your seven divergence yet. No, 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 no. It's not like the Quran teaches you can be duplicitous with your enemy for the sake of winning a battle. No, 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 no. So even if they agree to this, they're still not going to hold up their end of the bargain. But Iran is not the only player that, that is flexing right now because they smell weakness and Bengay in the air. Russia is also flexing its muscle. Look, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch or read about the tete-a-tete that Mr. Robinette Biden and Vladimir Putin had. Uh, I'm assuming uh, that... You know, Mr. Robinette held his own, you know, because of corn pop. But the only way that you can know truly if you had a positive or negative effect on a given individual is to watch their reaction in the short to medium term. Uh, I, my, my daughters are still too young, but this is a good analogy. Let's say at some point in the very, very distant future when they're like 27 or 28, one of my daughters comes to me and says, Daddy, a boy asked me out. All right, 32. When they're 32, one of my daughter comes to me and says, Daddy, a boy or a young man asked me out on a date. And I'll say, well, you're 32, I guess it's time. I would prefer if you waited a few more years, but it's your life, honey. 
However, I would like to meet this young man and have a little conversation with him. She arranges a meeting. I meet this young man. I shake his hand. And while she's distracted doing something else, I whisper in his ear, If you hurt my baby, they'll never find your body. Now, if that young man took me seriously, he would treat my baby girl with kid gloves knowing that I'm a man of my word. If he thought I was just some bumbling moron wearing adult diapers that doesn't know his name half the time, well, then he would do what he pleased because, well, there would be no repercussions or ramifications. Hopefully, you understand the analogy. Russian ship aircraft fired warning shots across the bow of British warship claims Moscow. Again, it's not the English claiming it because the English and the Americans and all these nations that that really want to prop up Mr. Robinette Biden as being a strong leader while he's eating his pudding. They don't want to release this kind of information. They don't want the world to know how weak America is being viewed at current time. But the Iranians and the Russians have no problem blasting this. They have no problem releasing this information. Why? Because they know there will be no repercussions. So if uh, Mr. Robinet had really, you know, scared Putin straight, the Russians wouldn't have done this and they wouldn't have released the information. A Russian warship and jet interceptor fired warning shots and dropped bombs across the path of a British warship on Wednesday afternoon, according to claims from a Moscow-based news agency. The incident could be the most significant military confrontation between the United Kingdom and the Russian Federation in years. Again, important things that we should be looking at, but no, drag queen fever, pink M16s, yay, mental illness. According to unverified claims by the Interfax News Agency in Moscow, HMS Defender, a Royal Navy-type 45 air defense destroyer, entered Russian territorial waters. Interfax said the British warship had been warned that weapons would be fired if it entered Russian waters and that a border patrol ship fired twice. Shortly afterwards, the report claimed a Su-24M, a Cold War-era Russian supersonic interceptor bomber, dropped four high-explosive fragmentation bombs across the course of the ship. The Russians said this, too, was a warning. And surprise, surprise, London denies. Look, a toothless lion can only project strength insofar as its adversary takes the first swipe. 
and the toothless lion does nothing. The English and the Americans alike are trying to project strength, hoping that they can pull it off. They can pull the roots off. Oh, we're strong, are you? Are you really? I'm not seeing it. But that's okay. The first battalion of transgender soldiers will save the day. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't go into some, uh, well, Christian news. Because, you know, that's always fun. Again, the church is supposed to be the barometer. It's supposed to be the plumb line. It's supposed to be the gauge by which the nation is led towards goodness and righteousness. We have failed. That's as nicely as I can put it. See, I'm trying to be nice. Because I've already alienated all the Beth Moore fans. If I alienate all the Joel Osteen fans too, there will be like three people listening to this program. And that's fine. Because if I did it for the audience, well, I could come up with a scheme or two. But what, what, what's frustrating to me is that people keep falling for this over and over and over again. Uh, from the Christian Post, reality star couple scammed black investors out of millions with blessings in no time scheme. Sounds legit, doesn't it? Blessings in no time. Write us a check. Wait till it clears. And you'll have blessings in no time. Mm. And look at the dollar amounts that these thousands of African Americans who pumped an estimated $40 million into what some saw as a godly, all-black, socially conscious gifting community known as blessings in no time might have placed their faith in an illegal pyramid scheme started by reality star couple Marlon Moore, also known as DJ ASAP. All right, any, anybody that is, is AKA, anybody that is also known as, yeah, you should probably not give your money to. So if your name's Peter... And you're also known as Dollar Bill. I'm not going to trust you with my hard-earned coin. Allow me my skepticism, please. So DJ ASAP and his wife LaShonda, according to the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, uh, were running a pyramid scheme. In a lawsuit filed on June 10th in federal court, Paxton alleged that the Texas couple who appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Network's reality show Family or Finance, which brings together disapproving families of engaged couples, use deceptive trade practices to fleece their victims. Oh, no. Say it ain't so. So Ken Paxton, which is the attorney general of Texas, is seeking an injunction against the couple 
to stop their business, knowing as blessings in no time. The company was formed in August 2020 when COVID-19 had already killed thousands of black people nationwide. So this is in less than a year. In less than a year, these people pilfered over $40 million from rubes. And those people are still expecting their blessing in no time. Now, lest you think that that's the last of the stories, nay, nay. You see, if pastors read their Bibles and they attempted to be followers of Christ rather than seekers of fame, they would already know, they would have understood that their sin would find them out. And not only that, but once your sin is found out and it's exposed, the enemy revels and making as much ado about it as possible. So a few months ago, we talked about one uh, Carl Lentz. Remember? He was the Hillsong pastor that converted rock stars and musicians alike. Oh, Carl. Well, Carl was a naughty boy. He was uh, exposed. And now that he's been exposed, now that his sin has been found out, uh, the enemy's going to throw a spotlight on him and make sure that everybody knows what Carl did. Discovery docu-series to look at Hillsong Church scandal and fall of ex-pastor Carl Lentz. Discovery has announced that it will stream a three-episode limited docu-series titled Breaking Hillsong. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Hillsong was broken long before Carl Lentz, but he didn't help the situation. Now, this uh, docu-series will delve into the controversy surrounding former Hillsong New York City pastor Carl Lentz, presented by the content group's Breaklight Pictures in the New York Post, Breaking Hillsong, will give viewers a glimpse into the Australia-based megachurch that has sites around the world and the recent scrutiny Lens has come under. The only thing that I'm going to say, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep reading this because it's, well, it's news, I guess, about the church, and I, I really don't want to talk about drag queens or people with mental diseases. Um, it is what it is. Here we are. But... If the entire foundation of your theology is sappy songs, it's not going to last very long. I'm sorry. Because that's, that's what Hillsong had, right? They, they had the sappy songs. The, I want to feel you and feel you touch me. And you're like, who are you, who are you singing about? Oh, oh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Really? How come the word the Lord or Holy Spirit or Jesus is in none of the lyrics? If I heard it on the radio, I'd think it was a love song to some chick. Hmm? But I know, oh, Hillsong did so much good. Yeah, it shows. Look at this. 
Discovery's putting out a three-episode miniseries delving deep into Hillsong, Carl Lentz, and all the other warmy things that people with no accountability and power have done. The streaming service has partnered with the New York Post and its investigative journalist, Hannah Frischberg, who has written several articles about Hillsong and the former minister. Drawing on Frischberg's articles as source material, Breaking Hillsong will chronicle the headline-making world of Hillsong with exclusive, never-before-seen interviews, including Ranin Karim, the New York-based fashion designer, whose five-month affair with Lentz led to his downfall, according to a description of the series as reported by Deadline. So, the sin has been found out, and now the devil's going to beat a drum. Does it surprise anybody? No. Now, in the beginning of the program, we talked about people who were promised a seat at the table. Now, in case you think this is uh, contained only to the United States, it's not. The Chinese had a long-term plan, and they executed it. It didn't matter how much money it cost them. It didn't matter how many people they had to bribe. It didn't matter how many people they had to promise certain things to. Every single day they made progress towards their goal. Now, we all know that Angela Merkel, uh, the German chancellor, is not long for her seat. However, her successor says that Germany should not try to contain communist China. Hmm. The leader of the Christian Democratic Union, doesn't that sound patriotic? And the likely successor to Chancellor Angela Merkel said that Germany should refrain from trying to contain the rise of communist China for fear of sparking a second Cold War. So, on our end, we're not going to attempt, even, to contain the rise of communist China because somebody in some government office likely has some very, very naughty pictures of people very close to one Mr. Robinette Biden. I'll just leave it there. We're not pushing back on the Chinese as a nation because the person that sits in the Oval Office, if not him directly, indirectly, is compromised. And so we're going to go along with whatever the Chinese want, because, hey, Mr. Robinette Biden loves his kid. And even though he be a crack addict, he's still the smartest person Joe Biden's ever met. Let that sink in. But we're not the only ones. Again, the Germans. Rather than spark a second Cold War, 
they're rolling over and showing the whites of their bellies. Because one thing you need to understand about people in power is that they look at the Chinese system and they wish they could implement it in their own countries. Iron fists are fun if you're the one with the iron fist. Everything that you're hearing about equity, equality, la la blah 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 blah, all a smokescreen. The people currently in power want to have absolute power. And once they have absolute power, they will wield it. Unlike mm, some Republicans that, you know, had both the House and the Senate and did absolutely nothing. By the way, Paul Ryan handsomely, handsomely paid for betraying his country. Just saying. Armin Lachette, who replaced Angela Merkel as leader of Germany's governing party earlier this year and is widely expected to become the next chancellor later this year, said that an adversarial stance towards the communist regime in Beijing would be counterproductive and that his government would look to partner with the CCP on issues such as climate change. Yes, climate change and transgenders. Those are the two important issues of our day. The question is, If we're talking about restraining China, will that lead to a new conflict? Do we need a new adversary? Whether you need one or want one is irrelevant. They are your adversary. Russia and China have decided that you are weak and impotent and will do nothing to defend yourself. China has global empire dreams. And we're playing right into their hands. Lachette said that in an interview with the Financial Times, adding, and there the European response was cautious because, yes, China is a competitor and a systemic rival. No kidding. It has a different model of society, you don't say. But it's also a partner particularly in things like fighting climate change. Indeed. The continuity Merkel candidate, um, the continuity Merkel candidate for the German chancellorship said that the West should refrain from taking a Cold War style stance towards China. Now you understand why they fought so hard and cheated so much and did the most underhanded things to get the big orange man out of office. The big orange man was the only threat that the Chinese were concerned with. The big orange man was the only one they couldn't buy off or bribe, the one they didn't have anything on. So, 
Well done, bravo. You have chosen your warrior. Ah, I know, I know. They're, look, historically speaking, anybody that can stand up to corn pop, but I digress. So, we are a nation surrounded by wolves that still believes it's out for a picnic. We are a nation surrounded by wolves that still believes it's out for a pleasant stroll in the sunshine. And by the time the average citizen notices the wolf, it'll be too late. Because once the wolf has started his charge and you've got nothing to defend yourself against the wolf with except for what? A pink tambourine? A rainbow flag? That wolf will tear you to pieces. I've said it before and I will repeat it today. We have less friends than we think. And we have more enemies than we could possibly imagine. As a nation. And the one thing that could have kept us above water, the one thing that could have kept us safe to a certain extent, was national cohesion. Unity. And I know, I know, it's an outdated book. Who reads it anymore anyway? But the book does say, a house divided against itself will not stand. And there are countless people that for whatever reason are doing everything in their power to make sure that we are a divided nation, to make sure that we're suspicious of our neighbor, to make sure that we hate those that are different than us, to make sure that we're distracted. Because this is just a distraction. And if it's just a distraction, then you have to identify who is attempting to distract you and the motive underpinning their actions. I, it, there's not much more to say. I know it's, it's windy outside and it's overcast and I was hoping to have a little funny with you. But really there isn't much more to say. And it, it kind of breaks my heart that I don't see my children having a more a better life than I did. And let's face it, those of you that know my story understand that especially my childhood, not the happiest of lives, had nothing to do with my family. My mom loved me, my dad loved me, grandparents loved me. 
But I grew up in a gang-infested neighborhood in Southern California in a two-bedroom apartment that you could punch a hole through at the age of 12. And it was hard. Life was hard. And it's one of those things that I never wanted for my kids, a hard life. But I fear that they will have a hard life. And that saddens me. Yes, Jesus is coming. I know. And that's a comfort. But too many people feel entitled to being taken up, caught up, however you want to call it, before they have to endure anything. And this is another one of those areas that The church is reticent to discuss because it's not popular. Between a guy who tells you that you may have to suffer persecution and a guy who tells you that every day's a Friday, who are you going to gravitate toward? Between a guy who tells you that dark days are coming and they will test you, And a guy who's telling you, this is my Bible, I believe what it says, and I'm going to heaven without shedding a tear. Who are you going to gravitate towards? I know, there you go. I just alienated the Joel Osteen folks. Man, almost got through the entire hour without doing it. But here we are. And the sad thing is that much of the church today despises those who tells them the truth. And they embrace those who lie to them. Because confirmation bias is a real thing. I don't want you to tell me that hard days are coming. I don't want you to tell me that I may have to suffer. I don't want you to tell me that I may have to endure persecution. Tell me good things. But see, at a certain point, those that whisper sweet nothings in your ear will be proven liars. At a certain point, those that tell you that the phoenix shall rise and we're all going to be great, this is just a hiccup, they'll be proven liars. And even though momentarily those who speak the truth are hated even though momentarily those who speak the truth are despised even though momentarily those who speak the truth are ostracized and rejected truth will win out in the end because it always does All you have to do is endure. Not for the first ten minutes, not halfway. Not even three quarters of the way. All you have to do is endure to the end. It's hard for some people. Because when you speak the truth, 
Attacks are inevitable. When you speak the truth, those who would promote the lie become vicious in their attacks. But do we really have any other choice than to speak the truth? Do we really have any other choice but to stand firm in our convictions? Because if we just go with the flow, if we just parrot what other people tell us to say, Are we really anything more than just hollow husks? There are countless pastors, evangelists, televangelists, apostles. Yes, I just did the quote thing. That have sold out. Whatever it is that they were offered they deemed it sufficient to compromise their integrity. And there are many, I I wanted to say young believers, but it, it, it runs the gamut, man. Because if you see someone as a spiritual authority, if you see someone as a spiritual overseer, if you respect somebody in that capacity... You could be a believer for five days or 50 years. You still have the tendency of being swayed. So yes, back to to, to my original thought. There are many so-called spiritual leaders that have been compromised. That do the bidding of the enemy for temporary gain. As always, knowing this, my hope and my prayer for you is that you be watchful, you be wise, and and I I can't say be suspect of everyone, because that's no way to live. But filter everything through Scripture. And when you hear someone say, Jesus would have done this or Jesus would have done that. Oh, Jesus would have embraced the transgenders. Really? Whenever you hear some ludicrous Jesus would have, go to the book. Read the words of Jesus. Read the actions of Jesus. And determine for yourself whether Jesus really would have done what these people say he would have done. So, to contradict one Franklin Graham, no, I don't believe Jesus would have taken the vaccine. To contradict the Methodist Church, no, I don't believe Jesus would have embraced transgender pastors. Because I've read the life of Christ. I have seen his words. And what they say he would have done is contradictory to what he did do. And with that, I will leave you for today. I know it wasn't a very happy program, but here we are. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. 
Hopefully, Lord willing, we will be with you again next week. But until then, may God bless you, may God keep you, and Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, I do agree 100% what Mike just said about Franklin Graham saying that Christ would take the vaccine. I think that's a very ludicrous statement. Jesus Christ, born of what? The Holy Spirit. The holy essence of God in him. And it really tries to bring down the divinity of Christ down to man's level. And we do not do that when it comes to dunamis, Holy Ghost, healing power. The whole gender, gay, LGBTQ, whatever other letters they add to it, it's all the work similar to Sodom and Gomorrah. Many times I asked him to do to men about America. And we're talking when he was alive in the 90s, said, you know, it's Sodom and Gomorrah in America. It is Sodom and Gomorrah. We are in the garbage pit of reprobation and can't smell the stink. We call evil good and good evil. We come against parents in Loudoun County that want to defend their kids, get back to the biblical heritage and teaching our kids properly in school. And they get a... They get me to get shut down yesterday, and the, they start arresting people. It's not the America of freedom anymore. They want to shut down people's freedom. They want to shut down free speech. They want to muzzle anyone that comes against their liberal, more than liberal, demonic liberal thinking. And then you've got, again, as I Go back to the old Baptist governor, Northam, baby out of the womb and kill it. Infanticide, a Baptist governor. And there's so many things, and it's so sad when Mike has to do the Christian news many times. It's just about who fell into sin or who's fleecing the flock. Instead of who's demonstrating the power of God and walking in it and working with it, you know. Well, the men I've met, the men of God in my life, most many of them were simple farmers or simple people, many from other countries who paid the price for even being a Christian, suffering, torture, jail, and would never compromise the truth to please anyone. So, yeah, my part is sad, too. I end it with a little bit of, you know, As Mike said, it's not the happiest program, but here we are in our country with what's going on to the Light of Truth broadcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.